All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. Episode 104, people. We're going to dive into what the hell happened in Houston with the James Harden dunk. Rajon Rondo checks out Luka Doncic like he's a snack. Drew gives his opinion on what the NBA and Adam Silver should do with this midseason tournament. I'm not for it, but Drew has a really good idea about it. Our Mood Swings tea is out. Our Hair Jordan tea is out. You guys got to see this shit. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro music. Excuse me. I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple, Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free, and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. We were on hiatus for a week. We had to eat some turkey. Yep. Drew got in late last week. He had to bring oh. the, the train up here. You had a really bad train experience, dude. I did. That's the second, that's second in a row. Amtrak. Anybody who's on Amtrak that works for Amtrak that knows an Amtrak employee, somebody's got to talk to somebody. The, the, the downtown San Diego train station... Two times, the last two times I've taken it, it's a short trip to San Clemente. Yeah, it's like a what? A 40 it's minute, it's 30 like minute? hour, hour and oh. ten, like with all the stops. Mm-hmm. It's been late over an hour both times. First time was an hour and a half, or no, first time was an hour and fifteen. This time, hour forty-five, I waited at a train station, and I was bitter because this was during a Clipper game. Yeah, man. And the, the funny text from Drew though was like. He hadn't even left the train station yet. He was already supposed to be at the crib. Yeah. And I got a text from him that said, how can, what did you say? After two centuries of, of having <laughs> railroads, how have they, have they not figured it out yet? Yeah. So, I, I something like that. I was very upset. Oh, I was upset too. <laughs> but Drew got up here. It was a little too late. We yep. started talking. So we just decided not to drop a pot. So we, we apologize. Nobody really. I was no- famished. You were famished. I w- it was, it was a hunger thing. Mm-hmm. I was just, and it was done. I was, I was exhausted. It was a terrible. I should have just drove. Yeah. So you had a good turkey day. Did yeah. It was good. Good with the family. I saw my my niece and my nephew. They're just awesome. So I got rained time. out. I couldn't even go home. It was crazy weather it over here. It was pouring. There was. I was supposed to go up to we LA. Had hail. There was hail. Uh, 
and there was 10 accidents before even the 57. Oh, yeah. So it was going to take like two and a half hours to get home. California cl- drivers do not know how to drive in the rain. No, and Mama Clips, even in my advanced age, does not want me driving in the rain. Even so she still? said, she said <laughs> stay home. you stay home. I went to the store. <laughs> I bought a turkey. I bought fine meats and cheeses with Boom. crackers. I sat in my robe. I Netflixed, started The Irishman, the 17-hour. The well, because there's, no, there's no NBA. Thanksgiving is shut down on the NBA. Zero. They get the, All the players get to do whatever they want to do for that day. Which is nice. I think that's nice. It is nice. So I caught up on all that. I just yeah. ate myself into a coma. Right. Um, but and then my folks came down the next day. So I got to see them. So I'm glad you had a good holiday. Yeah. We apologize for not dropping last week. We're going to have load management for you this week on Saturday. Yep. And then you got episode 104. And I want to start this episode off. I just had to turn off the TV, Drew. If I have to see this James Harden missed dunk or, you know, uh, made, legit it was a, dunk. It was a made dunk. Right. Yeah. Okay? But. It's a blown call, okay? It's a it's a terribly no, blown call. It is, call. all right? But in the heat of the moment, right, I don't think that this is where the Rockets fucked up. In the heat of the moment, I don't think the ref knew what was really going on. Like, it could have gone, uh, you know, he thought he missed the dunk, right? Well, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, we Leon would know about this, but mm-hmm. I, I think you have an I, – I have an understanding of this. The refs are trained to not necessarily watch the ball go through the hoop, but more to watch like the play that's happening in the contact of the shooter while it's going in, right? Like not every ref that that when a shot goes up, they're not supposed to like watch the ball go in the right. hoop. They're supposed to watch their sections, right? Pay attention to like any kind of contact that's happening mm-hmm. while the shot is in the air. So it's not uncommon for refs to miss whether or not the the basket actually went through. Or, or and it sounds weird to say that. It sounds like it sounds really dumb, but like you're that you're kind of trained to like watch the contact as opposed to watching the ball go through the hoop. Well, it was a wide open dunk. It was a breakaway dunk. So yes, three referees should have been watching one of those three should. Yes. Now where Houston messes up though, is they're so busy bitching about it. Like, they're busy. They wanted clarification. D'Antoni wanted it. Go review. Harden wanted it. Right. But okay. They have, you have 30 seconds to call for a review. The the coach's challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, that's a reviewable play. Right. But you have to want the review, and you have 30 seconds to call for that review. And they were too busy bitching and complaining about it that their 30 seconds were up, so now that play is unreviewable. We can't review the play anymore. Interesting. That is the rule, and I didn't know that. I didn't know right? that either. Now, yes, obviously, it should have been an easy call. but It's embarrassing. It is for the referees. It I, have you ever seen – well, when's the last time that you've seen a dunk or any kind of shot do that? I've seen more of – I saw David Robinson was like the king of this. Like David Robinson would go on defense, would have his arm in the rim, through the rim to block, block a dunk, it. right? Yeah, I've seen and that before. Those are hard to see too. Like this, your angle of it. Like you right. don't is he is he in the rim? Is he out totally. of the rim? Sometimes, like I've seen players that dunk the ball and on their shoulder it'll go or their back, head or their head. Yeah, yeah, and it'll go back through the rim. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was because these referees were they have never seen it before. I have not seen a, a basketball do that. I mean, like maybe one, like just randomly mm-hmm. over the course. I mean, I, I guess it's not something I would be like trying to register as like, oh, I've never seen that happen. But right. like in an NBA game, I cannot remember a time where that has happened. Uh, even still, it's this is outrageous. Like I don't understand how with all the technology, like they should just there should be we we have a referee sitting 
right? Supposedly there's a referee sitting in New Jersey just watching all the games to, to wait for review and replays and all that shit. He should have looked at that and gone like, hey, like just buzz somebody you or can't call. Though. It doesn't work like Yo, that. Yo, that's Drew. a bucket. Yeah. Like it should count. But no, I'm not, I understand that it doesn't uh-huh. work like that. I'm saying it should. Mm-hmm. It should absolutely work that way. We have all of the work, like the capabilities of being able to make that happen. Yeah, but then you, then you go. It doesn't make any to- sense. No, no, no. I'm just talking about like that play. Okay. I don't, I don't mean like every play that is reviewable, they should mm-hmm. just have a buzzer. I mean, although like that could happen and that could work fine. What I specifically those kinds of plays where it's like an obvious error and there and there's going to be controversy about it. They should just go, yo, hey, uh, this is Ed. I'm in the I'm in the booth. That was definitely a dunk. Just count the two points. Ball out of bounds. Let's like let's resume play so this doesn't become a story. But then that takes away. <laughs> I mean, I totally agree with you. Right. And honestly, you can have referees just sit in the booth at the at the arena and just watch the game like it's easy for us there's like more camera should, angles than they have is. eyeballs when they're out there, there i mean is. i get it yeah but then it takes away from kind of the integrity of the game of having referees and referees i don't want to end refereeing right and but i just think that like part of the design of even having a ref in a booth full of cameras at televisions is to overcome that this kind of thing well there's always another ref in the back right like they always have an alternate they have a who's fourth watching the in game. case somebody gets injured right right there's always somebody there my whole thing is this I get it, dude. It was a blown call. There's blown calls every single day. Sure. Every night. I can say every single night. That was a foul. That should have been a charge. No, he didn't get hit. You know what I'm saying? That was a three-pointer. Actually, three-pointers are the most reviewable plays to, to And it makes at. sense. It does make sense. I'm just more of like, I'm so fucking over Houston right now. I really am. Like, they want, they're petitioning to the NBA. They want the W. They oh. want the W. Yeah, they want the win. Or they want to replay the last seven minutes and 53 well, seconds Well, Daryl Morey of the game. does this shit. He's fucking weird, He dude. does this stuff, man. He goes on these weird th- like tangents with the NBA about like one specific call. I think he did that like two years ago in a Warrior, a Golden State Warriors matchup. I'm pretty sure he went, to, he like did something to like God. petition uh, a replay or a cancellation of the game or for forfeiture of the of the loss or something like Could that. Could you imagine if like him and Cuban were like teamed yeah. up, like they were on like, they were on like Cuban was on the Rockets or more was around. on. Yeah, it would be so tough. But like I, the way I look at it is, I feel back in the day, like with the Clippers, like we lost. I, I'm thinking about the OKC series with Chris Paul, and like the ball was off, didn't go off of him, but it was a turnover, and sure. then OKC scores, and we lose the fucking series. Right. Those little like missed calls and refereeing yeah. is part of the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Take the fucking L. Right. Everybody knows that the refs came out and, and said yes. It was a blown call, but the coach needs to be aware that you got 30 seconds to call that shit. Right. The refs aren't That's gonna... No, but that's clearly a different like rule change that they've allotted, right? Like, so this is like something new for this season, like mm. the 30-second thing. I haven't heard of this before. No, I don't think we know about it. I think the organization... But my point is, is like we know everything about the NBA. Mm. Like we're, Our job is to like watch it and report. I had no idea that mm. that was a rule. I didn't either. And so like if we are... like I, I, I'm granted, there's a lot that we don't know mm. uh, that happens behind the scenes stuff or whatever, but... but for us to not even know that that was a rule or that that was a thing, it's weird. And how are we supposed to expect for every coach and every assistant and every player to know that that's also a rule? What's the difference, though? What's the dis- what's the difference between Harden and the dunk or just like an offensive 
foul called. That wasn't really an offensive foul. And the possession goes to the other team. The other team scores. What what Houston is saying is that that dunk was going to spark this offense that was going to well, make the, the – Going the, for the, the W is outrageous. Right. Yeah. Right. No, no. I, com- I completely agree <laughs> Or replaying with that. seven minutes? Yeah, that's – all of that – it's just not going to happen. Again, right. Daryl goes into these things, I think, more on the precedent and just to make his point than he does to actually get a result, right? He's building his, his case and then, like, so when he, when he has – uh, an actual grievance, he can he can actually try and, and be like, well, I've laid the groundwork for petitions in the past uh, that were blown out of this water, but I think this one's justified. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, they're not going to get a replay. They're no. not going to get a change of that. No. The the whole thing that I'm going on is like we talk. You talked about the three pointer being the most reviewed play. Mm-hmm. What they do now is they just they keep the game going. Right. The game is playing at timeout, and then when there's a timeout, mm-hmm. they go, okay, shit, two or three, change it, boom, mm-hmm. done. That. That uh, evolution of the two and three, because before they were stopping the game, oh, let's look at it in the middle of the game. All right, everyone go to your bench. We're going to review it. Okay, now resume play. That kind of evolution of review is what I'm talking about in terms of this dunk and and these plays in particular that are not moment changing like ball out of bounds. Like we have to decide whose ball it is. That's review right now because we have to get this right before we resume play. But something like that, it can just be, it, it should have been resolved really quickly, really easily. He dunked it two points. Let's figure this. Let's just move on. I don't understand why it didn't happen that way. Well, then the other thing is it's not reviewable unless it's under two minutes or you get the coach's challenge. So that's that's all fine. OK, I, I'm, I'm I'm not I don't really I don't think I have a problem with like the amount of challenges or the time frame or the rule about the 30 seconds. I have a problem with everyone in the building knew that that was a dunk. Everyone on in the planet mm-hmm. saw the ball go through the hoop. And that should be something that that obvious should be handled immediately and quickly. But that's why, to me, like Daryl Morey didn't need to say anything. Like we all know, like, correct? That should have been. But a that's bucket. just not his. But then guess what? Yeah. You go double overtime and you take the L. And then guess what, James Harden? Yeah, you get a fifty piece, which he can do every single night if he wants. Eleven for thirty eight shooting. That's you know, thirty eight shots, bro. And this yeah. is gonna this is gonna take us into our next segment in a second. But I mean, dude, the shit this this guy is putting up, and mind you. I like James Harden. I do. I think he is a he's a he's a scoring animal. I personally, and I've said it on the show, I think he just has finessed the mm. NBA and has manipulated the NBA. He's figured it out. On if you're getting, I was talking to a dude in our DMs today. Like if you're getting to the line twenty times a night, you're gonna get numbers like this, especially in the the three point era of. Pretty much everything he shoots is a three, or he's taking it to the rack and getting a foul. A right? layup or a foul. Layup yeah. or a foul. Yeah. Um, I think we all just need to understand and realize that James, this is James Harden's game. The arm lock, which is like the the, the most savvy it's play of all time. It's, it's a great idea yeah. and a great play. Is it? Is it? Is it's it shitty? Yeah, it's a shitty fucking it's shitty, play. But it is. But if they're is. gonna call it and right. it's gonna get you to the line, totally. Then go. Um, I just think it's wild, dude. 11 for 38, 38 shots a night, dude, to get 50. Can you imagine like, I mean, Kobe did take 38 shots oh, in the several, game a lot. Several many times. of those nights. Yeah. Um, I'm just uh, comparing it to like if Paul George took 38 shots, like Paul takes 15 right. shots and gets 30 fucking sure, points. You know what sure. I'm saying? Um, LeBron almost the same way. Look, but I mean, Harden is more efficient than that. I mean that's the thing. Like this was this is an outlying is game. Is he? Yeah, Shot he's more. Twenty eight percent last he, he's, night. But he but that's that's the outlier. Like normally he's around the forty percent 
Like, he's not the most not efficient. Not yet. Not right now. He's, he's not. not the most efficient player. But that is, that's an atrocious game. I mean, yeah, I, he still had 50 points. 50 fucking points. But, but yeah, shooting wise, that's just a really bad game. We just, normally, he, he doesn't, he doesn't always need 38 shots to get, because he goes to the line and does all that shit. He doesn't need 38 shots to get 30 or 40 points. Fuck, he's averaging. I think he's averaging 39 points well, right now. Well, he had so 60 like, last week in three quarters yeah. and they sat him. We thought he should have gone. I was saying that he was going to go for 80 for sure. Like, Could have. He should have and could have. I don't know why he sat. D'Antoni. I know, but why? I, I don't know why either. Kobe. I don't know. You think no. James Harden would be like, you're not fucking taking me out. I, I think Harden's the guy that wants an 82-point game. Right. I mean, so I can get it from both sides. Like, Kobe definitely... There was definitely games where Kobe was taken out, like that Dallas Mavericks game where he scored 62 in the first three quarters, didn't play in the fourth, where Phil was like, dude, just just kick it. Mm-hmm. And Kobe was like, all right, I'm good. Like, we're up by whatever, 20, 30 points. Like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the other nights where he was like, I'm no, I'm going back in. Like, I'm, I'm going back I'm in. I'm not. So I can see from both sides. It, it must have been. Like, I didn't see anything on the sideline to let me to believe that, like, James Harden went to D'Antoni and was like, yo, let me play. No. And and D'Antoni was like, nah, you're not playing. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see that at all. So, he must have accepted it on some level, too. Yeah. I'm with that. And, you know, going into the the next thing I want to talk about is, like, Harden's been killing, right? Yeah. Harden and Luka have been killing. But Melo had this week. Melo gets named <laughs> Western Conference Player of the Week, which is I, – I, I love it. I love everything sure. about it, and everybody's in an uproar. What about Harden? What about Luka? Why is Melo getting it? And I'm just like, yo, this isn't the MVP fucking trophy. This is Western Conference Player of the Week. This dude hadn't played in a year, right? Mm-hmm. Comes on to a team mm-hmm. and drops buckets, bro. His numbers, right, for the week. 22.3 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, shooting four, uh, 58%. Nice. And, and, and Portland goes 3-0, and oh, yeah, right? Right. And then... Luca, Luca's numbers are wild. 30, 30 points, 8.6 rebounds, 9 assists, shooting 42%, but they go 2-1. and one. Got it. Then we get to fucking Harden, right? Who, mind you, there's only two games in that week. In that week. So he, 47 points, 4.5 rebounds, 6.5 assists, shooting 53%. They went 2-0. and oh. Right, but they only played two games. I, how, you're, I think you're, you're agreeing that this is just a nod to Melo. Right? It's a nod to Melo out of the just. And we should he, just be taking it for what it is. And nobody should be complaining. Just be like, okay, we get it. James Harden doesn't give a fuck about Player of the Week. No, and you know what that one loss he wants was? MVP. With, he wants a ring. Like, you know what that one loss was for Luca? Clippers locked him up. Oh, for eight threes. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Had a real bad. Had a really night. bad night. Yeah. Uh, the Houston only played two games. I just want people. Why? Why is everybody hating on Melo like this? And I watched him play last night, and I was saying to myself, "Like, yo, he looks really good. Mm-hmm. His, he's still quick. He's still got a nose for the fucking ball. He knows his game. He he's a basketball. player. He knows player. his game. He's right. going to always be able to do that. There's no. There's nothing washed up about Melo. He's actually going to do really good on that team. Um, and like I said, he he was chewing up a couple of our he didn't chew up paul george or Kawhi, no but when when jerome robinson was on him or terrence mann was on him like giving the kids the business right. he still has it now athletically i don't think he's he's all well, there. he's he older and he doesn't have his legs yet it takes yeah. you time bro well dude he banged on a couple people i mean uh, like in that week he definitely had a couple dunks he did uh, yeah so i mean it's not like he can't do it right i'm impressed i so i mean to, to go way back like i'm really impressed i'm very happy i'm very pleased for Melo. like this is great this is about as good as we hope we could have hoped it was gonna go for him when he came back in the league this past week is better than he had 
all year at OKC right. and better than he uh, his stint with Houston. So this is my point. Like mm-hmm. whether or not he's player of the week is kind of who gives a fuck, right? Like again, it's it's an award, sure. But it's also not really an award. Like, there's a lot of weeks that are in the season. Um, it's an attaboy. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a pat on the ass. It's a good job. Like, well done. Like James Harden. I don't know if he needs that. Does no. he need that? Does he deserve it? Sure. Yeah, I think definitely more based on the stats than Melo does. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just I think the NBA is like in general is just going like, oh, well, shit, probably shouldn't have kicked you out of the league randomly for a year. Like, you definitely could have still played in this league. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder I, too. My whole thing is that this is this is just great news for Melo. Like I'm super stoked to see him be able to perform and that he's not washed up and that he's he's all right. He's he's rebounding like I hoped. He's hitting, you know, the shots that he needs to hit for the most part. He'll be the first one to he's tell you great. too though. He he's said, doing great. "Man, I ain't listening to any of this bullshit." Right. And he said, "This ain't no farewell tour. You're not going to see me exchanging jerseys with anybody. I'm not done." He's back. I'm a hooper. Right. I play, dude. Scores, I've always said and we've both been advocates advocates for Melo. You know, if you can score the basketball in the NBA, there should be a place for you. That's why I'm still like shocked that Jamal Crawford doesn't have a job yet. Supposedly rumor is that there's two Eastern Conference teams that want him. Jamal. I'm I'm thinking it's the Bucks and Philadelphia cuz they need some more Point shooting. Cards, yeah. yeah, they just need shooting yeah. because and we don't talk about Milwaukee enough cuz Milwaukee's just tearing up the league right now. Giannis is just beasting on people right now. I I posted on our page at Clips and Drew that drop step move that he had on Julius Randle the other night where he just fucked. He like, jumped from so far away from the rim and then just arms. Michael Jordaned it from Space Jam. <laughs> he did. It, 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 Julius Randle didn't even realize that that was a possibility. No. Like he thought jump hook was happening. Yeah. And it was like jump hook. Oh, no. He's going to dunk that? He like how, he's seven feet away from the oh. basket. It, that's I mean, that's that is something I haven't seen somebody no. do in a very long time. No. But especially from that distance. It was that was his, very impressive. His length is is unreal. It's, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. And he's on a mission right now. So we're both we're both fine with Mello winning player of the week. Like guys, get the fuck over yourself. I I cares? I see the argument for James Harden, yeah. but if you're riding for James Harden, this is not that big of a fucking deal. Right, like Luka <laughs> and James Harden are going for MVP. Yeah. Like they're going for MVP status, all exactly. NBA. And I mean, dude, I get it. Like all right, yes, the, just like we talked about like the refs fucked up that call. Right. Okay, maybe the NBA fucked up the player of the week, but it does does that really matter? Right, let's get over Come it. On. And guess what? It's a new week too. Yeah, and James Harden can win this week. And we I... all we've talked. Everybody's <laughs> talking about Luca, right? Yeah. And it, it seems every single night it's just something else. Yeah. Like he, his favorite player in the world is LeBron James, yep. right? No. And most of the time when you play against your your idols, like you're a little shook, right? And just watching Luca, Luca at twenty is the best twenty-year-old I've ever seen play basketball. And statistically, if, you're it, correct, hundred percent, right? Yeah. Just the bag in general, though, like everything. LeBron couldn't shoot like that. Kobe couldn't shoot like that. And we're seeing that, like this step back of Luca's is like deadly. He's got everything. He right. has like the mid, the mid, the mid post mm-hmm. turnaround fadeaway. He's got the floaters. It's he can finish at the rim, dunking or just laying it up. Like it, it, it is very incredible how competent he is with pretty much any offensive move right like James Harden is very 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 technically gifted and has trained very hard to get as good as he is with his moves right Mm -hmm. the way that he operates Um, 
I think that Luka can hit a, a wider variety of shots than James Harden of can. Of course. James Harden, you, you know when Harden gets into it, he's going to do like you know one of three moves, but all three of them are amazing Let's moves. Let's talk about the three moves. And they're super specific. It's the it's the rock the baby to sleep. Let's let's dribble it out in a step back three. A step back three. Um then it's just taking him to the rack, right? It's, it's yeah. So there's the step back three is but it's a lot of the between the mm-hmm. legs back and forth. Mm-hmm. And he's either going to step back and hit the three or he's going to drive on you and the two other moves is I'm going to finish or I'm going to pretend like I'm going to floater and lob it to, to Capella. Capella. That's like what he does. Mm-hmm. And he's very, very good at that. And he can hit uh, an unbelievable amount of shots. Uh, but what I'm saying is that Luca doesn't – he just goes – he just plays, right? And, like, wherever he is on the floor, he just kind of creates an opportunity where he, he creates space, decides to drive or kick, or if he's in the post, he did this one, like, spin move uh, fade away from, like, 13 feet. That was just effortless, and you don't see Harden do that. You don't see Harden like post up and do a fadeaway, like a like a mellow or he doesn't have to, no, right? right? So, it, so for that reason, I'm sure he can, mm-hmm. right? But he just doesn't need to do that, and they don't. His, their offense doesn't run, operate that way. It's just amazing to see someone that skilled offensively at his age. It, it blows and, my mind. And have, I, I think what we're both saying though is that his feel for the game is yeah. different. The guy feels it. He yes. feels he can feel the defense. He can feel like his spots on the court. He can feel like who's guarding him. And you know what's funny is there was a quote that he said, uh, it's way easier to score here than than when I was playing in, in overseas. And I think that that shows in his game. Like I don't think he fears anybody in the his NBA. confidence level is yeah. through the roof. Yeah, I think he found out his rookie year. He was. I think there was probably a couple games where he was like, "Oh man, this is going to be. This might be tough. Right. This might be different. I might not do as well." And mm-hmm. then he did great in all those games. Right. And now he's back. He's like, "I can own this league." Right. And he's kind of he's kind of doing it. He's really doing it. Yeah. And I think our preseason call, our when we said that Luca could possibly be the youngest MVP, yeah. is really looking like now that's. What people are really talking about. He's going to be about. in the race for the entire season. They're in fourth place. That's what I'm saying. Their record I, I, is great, I, and I think that's that's my only reservation mm-hmm. with that call was that I didn't think the Mavericks were going to be able to be good enough, me either, record wise, to either. get him over the threshold to be a valid MVP. Facts. And I still worry about that. But if he's doing this and they're and they're winning at this rate and and they finish in, a, I think I called it like six or better. I mm-hmm. need them to be at six seed or higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason he can't win the MVP. I'm with that. And also, with Luca, we got to talk about Porzingis, the unicorn. And a, a bunch of people have DM'd us talking about, like, I'm really, like, underwhelmed with how Porzingis is playing. And I had to let him let, let them know, too, though. Like, yeah. this motherfucker didn't play for a year and a half. You know, it takes a while to get your – it really does, And guys. then mental, too. Yeah. I mean, think about Gordon Hayward, too, mm-hmm. right? He was really just starting to hit stride after a full season back last year, mm-hmm. the beginning of this year. So we got to give – Porzingis that amount of time as well and the only the only way they're going to succeed is if Porzingis you know plays his role and does just you know 75 percent of what we hope he could do his shooting's just a little off right now right and it, and it, I think a lot of it is legs but I think a lot of the other stuff is just mental right just being comfortable all right yeah my knee can do that it, I don't have to worry about it buckling or re-injuring myself the more you play, the right. more that 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 and getting minimizes. the feel for Luca. Yeah, well, um, yeah, playing with a, with a fucking genius. <laughs> who's the kid I like on that team though? I really like the Powell kid. Oh, Dwight Powell, oh, I Stanford. Like him, man, Stanford. a lot. Yeah, I good. want him in a Clipper jersey. He's that, springy, springy, just active. Again, knows for the ball. Yeah, he. I, I, they got a couple like really good role players on that squad. They've done a decent job. They've they, done. They need more scoring. Like I think, I think their season is going to come down to Tim Hardaway. Yeah, right. Like. 
And and that's saying something because he, he can be really electric and really really good. He can also just be like disappearing for two three quarters. And you're they like, they paid him good. They I don't have good money, dude. Yeah, well, he got the Knicks paid him. Yeah, and so I think I think unfortunately for them, like you're gonna have to ride or die with the X factor being him. And if he if he's on, you're gonna you're gonna win some fucking games. If he's off, you might not do. Like, Luca can get you over the hump, and mm-hmm. so can Porzingis. But in you know grand scheme of things, over the course of the season, every team has to have somebody that's a third a third guy shine at some point or another. Luca and bitches so, a lot too, though he does. He does. Cry, he does. He cries. He talks a lot. He talks a lot. He cries a lot. Yeah. like a twenty year old, and that's okay. Did you see the quote that Vlade said? Why they didn't take him? Why the Sacramento Kings didn't take him? Because he didn't like his dad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, all I said was like, yeah, bro, you don't like his dad, but you see his mom. His mom. Like, what the fuck is? And is that what you're basing shit off of? <laughs> did Lavar? Did Lavar Ball really put that much like oh, heat funny. on the NBA to where it's like we're not going to draft a dude because of their pops? See the way that I the way that I saw that is mm-hmm. that Vlade might have known Luca's pops from okay. from back in the day. Maybe they had beef. I yeah, didn't even maybe think they about had something that. in the past. Uh, that's the only way that I saw it because, as far as I, I haven't seen Luca's dad. I have never seen his. That's dad. what I mean. And I'm not so looking he might for not, his dad. He might not be in the picture. Is what I mean. Like right. it, it's possible that this was like some past, some past shit. I don't know. And again, dude, but like, it's hilarious it's that Vlade. So why would Vlade even say that? Right? <laughs> why would you? I just didn't like his dad. Why would why you open yourself up for that much criticism? He's that like, should get you fired. <laughs> like, is this why? Is this why you didn't take this talent? Is because of his pops? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, come all on, the Kings man. fans should be like, for real, for real, dog. Keep that one to the grave, man. Bro. For I'm, I'm with that 100, percent dude. <laughs> I do. I this like. The whole idea about Luca being this ready for the NBA kind of leads me into something that I wanted to talk about, which is like this whole idea of the league switching up the scheduling for the season and maybe introducing a midseason tournament. Have you been hearing about this? Of course, dude. So right now, like the way that I understand it, the the talk is reducing the games from 82 to 78 and then introducing some sort of midseason tournament. Uh, to you know, I don't know, reinvigorate the season and, and engage the players and try to incentivize teams to still fight for those playoff spots, um, and and have the regular season matter more. And you can't just tank anymore. And that's just you know that that to do that wouldn't benefit you. It benefits you more to compete and trying to win. Um, what is your thoughts on just reducing that and introducing this? Introducing I say re- this idea. Look, let's reduce the games. We're talking four yeah. games. We're talking, you know, th- four back-to-backs. That's all we're talking. Right. The players want less games. We're talking four games, people. But do you I, think four games is enough to even re- – like, why I don't even think reduce that's going to change this, the grand it? scheme of right. NBA basketball. No. Like, do I think uh, – uh, look, first of all, I like Adam Silver being – proactive about this right like if we're gonna if we're gonna yeah, do he's this, open to change open to change yeah and i think he got a lot of backlash because look dude i understand why orlando and phoenix and some other of these teams would would like or golden state right now would like to have some kind of tournament to have incentives i like the whole point of like getting an extra draft pick again proactive like adam yeah. silver's just thinking about it and very open to what anybody has to say, but real contenders, Clippers, Lakers, Houston, you know, all the Bucks, Philly, like they're trying to win a championship. There's no need for a, a, a mid season tournament. Right. That means nothing to them. Yeah. Um, unless it, there's either a huge cash bonus, like winning team takes 10 million and the young, and, and the, the guys that are making, you know, 725,000 get a chance to get a million bucks would mean a lot. 
What do, I mean, I'm I'm am f- fine with shortening the season. Yeah. Are you fine with that? I I am. So I mean, I what I think the idea that reducing the NBA season is, is needs to happen, I think, is real, right? Because they're trying to figure out a way to prevent load management and prevent teams from it, you know not appreciating the regular season. Can we like stop saying should. load management though? No, no, no. I, I hate it because it's it's all on Kawhi Leonard. That's it. Kawhi is getting so much shit for this. And I really don't understand why. Like, I really don't. And people are throwing shade every day. Like, you know, oh, the uh, Fizdale. Fizdale's going to take three games off due to load management. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, the dude's really hurt, guys. He's playing hurt. You can tell in his game. If the guy wants to sit out, like, all you people that work day jobs, you don't need a fucking sick day once in a while, dude. Right. You don't feel overwhelmed with your job and you just want to take your kid out for lunch one day. Sometimes you just don't have the energy. But you're saying that that's not what he's doing. You're saying what he's doing is actually like I think to he's really hurt. There you go. And, and I do. And it's it's obvious he is. And if the man wants to take a day off, he doesn't want to play. He shouldn't be forced to play. Just like you shouldn't be forced to work. You know what I'm saying? You, that's why you have these jobs where you get two weeks off of vacation. You know what I mean? It's same thing. It's, it's still a, a professional job. Being a professional basketball player, there's a lot of wear and tear on your body. And yeah, that's cool, LeBron. You're going to play every single game. That's fine. If anybody should be doing load management, it probably should be LeBron, right? Yeah. Do you agree with me on this? But, and I, again, I don't like saying load management. We just need to start calling it like Kawhi management because that's the only person they're talking about. So my, my whole thing is like to prevent that shit from happening. They're going to try and shorten the season, so it then then there's no excuses, right? Like, all right, look, we're gonna we're gonna lessen the back to backs. Like, there literally should be no reason that you can't play this schedule the way that it's laid out, um, you know, unless there's an actual injury that you're dealing with, whatever, whatever. So I don't think it makes any sense to reduce it at the level of four games because that it's doesn't. Ten? It doesn't. I think seventy-two is more appropriate. Right. If it's but ten, that makes a difference. What I the thing that I want to get to is it seems like this is we're we're heading this way, right? So that and that's interesting. I think the the midseason tournament is a is a terrible idea. Terrible. Um, because there's there's not really a way for why would NBA franchises ter- like want to go for that risk injury for a player that they're already concerned about playing in the regular season on some like superfluous tournament that doesn't mean anything. Here's the way that I think it can happen, right? So like, let's just assume that this shit's going to happen and the players union like likes it and there's good TV rights and shit. I think the best way for this to work is based off of like the soccer model, like European soccer. They do it. Uh, they do an amazing job. Drew is a huge soccer fan. If you're new listeners, big Liverpool till I die, mm-hmm. uh, Liverpool FC. And so what I've seen with them over the years is Liverpool plays in a league competition, like which is like the NBA league. They play in the Champions League, which is what I think the NBA could turn this tournament into. And this is how I think you can get uh, not only the intrigue of the NBA players uh, and the NBA franchises, but the intrigue of Europe and most of the world is you, you make it open to the top uh, teams in Europe in all the different leagues. In China too? China, sure. Mm-hmm. China gets a spot. You can host it in America. You can host it, you know, wherever. Okay. But you, there's a play-in, right? So, like, the NBA players wouldn't be necessarily brought in in the very beginning. You'd have to kind of play in to get to the NBA team level. But then you could have this amazing tournament where you have Real Madrid playing against, uh, you know, the Golden State Warriors. And you have, like, the best team in yeah, China. But, okay, so this play-in, I'm with yeah. you on this. I yeah. like what you're saying. 
this play-in, is it based on regular season NBA wins? Is that so what it's based I think the way that if – because they want to do it in the middle of the season, I think the seeding for the NBA mm-hmm. will have to be based on live seeding. So right now the Lakers would be first – and uh, da- like Dallas would be second, I think. Or who's Clippers. in Clippers in second, then Dallas, and then Milwaukee, and so on and so forth. Like based on current record standings, mm-hmm. that's where the seeds would be based out mm-hmm. of for the NBA teams. For the international teams, they would be based on how they finish their season, or if it's in the middle of their season as well, that would also like kind of fold into that. The interesting part about this idea is that I think Champions League exists in. European basketball right now where they do this amongst all the European teams it would have to be in confluence with this to include the NBA like as a prize like who wouldn't want to go are play all 30 against... teams involved though in the in this in this champions could be. NBA league it could be or should it be the bottom teams it could that be. aren't going to make the play I think the G League could be in there too you throw some fucking G League teams in there in the in the in the lower rounds I think but aren't I think, some of the best Spanish or European yeah. players playing in the NBA? Yes. So that's a conflict of interest. No, it's though. not because it's not about country. It's about your team. Right. It's about your club team. So like Real Madrid has a lot of players from all over the country of Spain and also throughout the world, right? I'm sure they have a couple American players. I'm sure they have you know players from Africa and different parts of Europe. So just like the Lakers are made up of you know players of all around the United States, it's not about your country or, or whether or not you're American or Spain, from Spain or France or whatever. It's about your squad. It's yeah, it's your squad, the team that you're you're getting paid to play for, that you win championships with, and that I think would be something that would create a lot of revenue. A- Adam Silver would love that. A lot of revenue. Yeah. It creates opportunities for scouting. Right. Across, uh, you know, international scouting becomes an easier thing. You can pick out the Luka Doncic who's sitting on the bench at mm-hmm. 17 and then he gets in the game for six minutes. You're like, that kid's fucking good. I'm going to watch him mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. I, right? think, I think it's a great idea, Drew. I, there has to be the pot. There has to be something for these guys well, to play so for. So this is why I think this is important too is because it, it literally gives you the World Series, right? We, NBA players always claim to be world champions when they win the NBA because it's definitely the best league and we have the definitely the best players. But that's kind of asinine for us to say we're the world champions when we're not playing about the, the, the champion of Spain. We're not playing the champion of okay. China, of Argentina, of Turkey, of all these other, Russia. Like it, it, it's, it would be great to have that as like an honor, like a chip on okay, the shoulder. Okay, then how about this though? How about Clippers win the Clippers win the championship, the NBA championship, sure. but the Golden State Warriors won the world. The worst team in the NBA won the world championship. That's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, but then it's like my whole thing is in order for the players' union to be okay with this, yeah, there has to be an incentive, and I don't think. The incentive, the incentive is money because it would draw enough revenue yeah, and attention the, to the league. The and incentive then, for the NBA would be the money. The incentive for, for the James teams. Harden or St- Steph International Curry. International branding, right? So, like, if Chicago wins mm-hmm. the the, World the championship, champion. like, they You got to see Drew's arms right now, y'all. Drew's really passionate about this, right? I'm excited about this. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, like, I think you hear what I'm saying. Yes. It's a secondary competition. Yes. Like, the reason I bring up the soccer model is because Liverpool – haven't won the league, like the NBA championship, mm-hmm. we'll call it, in 30 years. Mm-hmm. But last year, we won the Champions League, and we were fucking ecstatic. We were right. through the roof because it matters, and it's a different competition. It, it's and, and believe you me that there will be 
the the time that Orlando goes up against Real Betis from Spain and Spain kicks their ass, right? And there's going to be these cool yeah, but did we matchups. just do that this summer? No, because those are international squads. You're, you're, I get what you're saying because it's not Marcus All yeah. and all the and Ricky Rubio and all the Spanish guys. It's teams that are made up around the world, and it gives like Nick Stauskas is playing right now for some Spanish team. Mm-hmm. It gives him another opportunity to show all the scouts in the league, yo, I can still play in the bring me back. Mm-hmm. I'm good. And then, you know, that I think that in itself, uh, just alone, along with the, the TV revenue that you would generate from overseas and international branding and all that shit, uh, would be enough for the NBA side, like the business side, for it to work. I think the players, the reason I bring, I bring this up is because it's about being the best on the planet. Right. And, and that th- might actually get them going a little bit. And then maybe, I love I love your idea. I love it. I just really don't see the incentive for the players. That's my only thing. It has to be something so crazy that but, would make I, them want to accept this. I agree. I think the thing about it is, is like there's not any tournament. Like the, the, the problem with any tournament, even the one I just came up with, the one that they're thinking about with just involving the NBA. The Drew International Classic. What is the incentive? Right. It has to That's be something That's the biggest crazy. question. And I think that the only reason I came to that idea was because the incentive is within it. So now I'm thinking bigger picture because I like the idea. Sure. And so say they take the 10, say they make it a 72 game yes. season, right? What Adam Silver in the NBA could do is all-star break could be literally all-star week, right? Yeah. So... You can do this tournament or whatever during, even though the players really like to have that break. Yeah. And yes, they do like the break. They really do. But make, nice that, make that week like this tournament week, sure. right? And then you I have, don't know when they would think the midseason tournament would start anyway. It would have to be some February, yeah, right? It would have there. to be. But then you have December international to... dunkers, international three point shooters, international. The Champions every, League right, of that, right. the best in the world. Now that would be very fucking interesting. See? Instead of, instead of like, I know a lot of people want these street hoopers and these street dunkers who are, who are better dunkers than a lot of that's all they more do. creative. Yeah, that's all they do. Um, instead of doing that, bringing in professional dunkers to go against the NBA, bring in the, the other dudes across the world that yeah. can jump and can shoot threes that think they're better than Curry or Clay Thompson. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. I like everything. We need to come up with an incentive and we can, we can pitch the, it. I, so outside of like the honor thing that I'm grasping towards, they don't care. Like, they want the chip. They want the chip mm-hmm. for the best in the NBA, but they should also want the chip for the best on the fucking planet, best team on the planet. And that's something that no one's been able to say yet in basketball outside of international competitions. But again, how could, like, if Golden State won it this year, right? They're the best team on the planet, but the Lakers win the title. With, it, it wouldn't happen. And so It wouldn't happen unless, the, unless for some reason, the Lakers lost to a Spanish team yeah. or, uh, you know, something. Yeah, it, I get it. it that's, I think that also, that possibility of having Spain be the champion of the world, like mm-hmm. uh, Real Madrid be the champions of the world, is like a really, that's like a kind of a disaster for, for NBA teams, right? I, I, I really like the idea. Yeah. I just think we need to come up with a better incentive. And, when yeah, they and would so outside it. of that, I think money obviously would be the other side of this. Money. Uh, and then, like the all these players want to grow their brand. They want to sell shoes in China. They want to sell shoes in Europe. They want to vacation in those places and buy houses and shit. Like having your branding, you know, work that way. Like how many more shoes would James Harden play? Or, yeah, but sell? there's only a select few. There's probably like I think the numbers ten or twelve players in the NBA have their own signature shoe. Right. You know what I'm so saying? So there's a so, lot of room for a lot of players to get the signature shoe from a Spanish brand or from another Chinese company. Mm-hmm. Like Clay has a signature shoe. Anta. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. I mean, I like it, Drew. It's we, a, it, to me, it makes more sense 
than having like a weird random NBA only tournament in the middle of an ongoing season because to me that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, like the NBA mid mid season tournament that they're talking. Well, about. Well, let's just say this: the All Star shit's getting really watered down. The whole mid season All Star break, it's getting a little. I, we said it last season. Like, I don't need, you know, I don't need the concerts. I don't need the hoopla. I don't need all of that shit. Like, I just want to see dunk contest, three point, and the best players playing. That's why players don't, don't even like playing in the All Star game. They say, like. You know, the money we make from the All Star Game just pays for my our family to be out here to and be there. A good time. <laughs> the fifty grand or the hundred grand, yeah. whatever it is, I know that's a big number for us, but for them, sure. it's not. It's more of like they would rather be in Puerto Rico. You yeah. know what I mean? Chilling for three days on a beach. Right. So, anyways, I like it. We needed to do more of that. We yeah. need to think more of that. Um, so I do. I do think that the NBA season will be shortened in the next maybe coming, not ten games. In but, the next coming years, mm-hmm. we're going to see it drop. Because they're going to try and figure something out about like the whole tanking and and you know well, players resting all that they're going to try and figure it out and they're going to try to you know the, for a long time the players have been saying this is a too long the season's I, too long you season's know why it's long. too long it's because the NBA turned every single round into seven game series the shit used to be five you oh, know what I mean that's an interesting way to do it it, it what, you it, can shorten the season that way shorten the season and keep these we love the playoffs right we yeah. i like seeing seven game playoffs but the nba brought this upon themselves because they wanted to generate more money right it's it's their fault make a shorter season and it just just so everybody's ready for the fucking playoffs right. for seven games right you know um and that's a lot of games for all this is why it's so crazy to think about lebron how many games this guy has played how many games kobe played you know what i'm saying like right. tim duncan played jesus christ yeah Think about that, dude. Yeah. Every year you go to the finals, it's another quarter of a season. It really year. is. Yeah. It really is. The yeah. minutes, like LeBron's going to hit it's the 50,000-minute mark, game. dog. Yeah. How many games do you fit in 50,000 minutes? Crazy. It's wild. Um, I, I like the take, though, Drew. We got we got to do more on that. I want to go back to Luca really fast. Did yeah. you see your boy Rondo looking it up and down you like know, Luca, the Luca snack, bro? I did. I saw that. What did you take from that? Like, what the hell? I think Rondo's a very interesting guy. <laughs> Okay, that I have was weird, I, dude. So what I know about Rondo is that he's like a, a extremely intelligent, very smart guy, very very smart, like mm-hmm. genius level uh, intelligence. He likes white booty. We don't know. I, outside <laughs> no. of the how smart he is and like how he plays basketball, I don't know him that well. Don't either. So who am I to say that you know that he was looking at him any kind of way? It's you possible, can tell in his eyes, bro. It's possible that. Uh, that Rondo is gay. It's possible that he's bi. I don't think that he is, but if it if he is, it doesn't fucking matter. It was. I'll tell you what. It threw me off a little bit. It I was did. just like, "What is he looking at? That's what I and said. why?" When he did the up and down look, that's. What, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yo, I shoe check people a lot of times. I check people's shoes, of course. It wasn't a shoe check, dog. It, was, no, it was not. It was not a shoe check. It was not a shoe check. I was a little suspect on that, dude. It's amazing what uh, what he, you know. Pe- players can't get away with anything these days. <laughs> like, there's too many cameras and phones. And, and D Howard's on your team. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Like, I don't know, Rondo. We still love you, bro. It, again, it doesn't matter. Like, it literally doesn't. matter. It doesn't matter it at was all. But funny. Make sure you know that the cameras are always on you, dog. If you're gonna check out a dude, make sure the cameras are on you. And it's not like he was checking out like Popeye Jones or somebody, bro. Luke is a good looking dude. Yeah. You know, and so it just makes it even better. You know what I'm saying? That's funny. Um, I didn't get we didn't since we didn't do the pod last week, but they uh we got to talk about Kyrie right quick. Kyrie uh 
isn't playing. He hasn't played in the past like, nine games. Nine games. Yeah. Um, he's on my fantasy team. It's really I got uh Kyrie and Zion, Zion Bagley. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got a lot. You're in the I'm injured, hurting right now. You're but in it, the injured reserve. Right yeah, now. but you know when they played in Boston. Yeah. Last week there were there were um, flyers outside of TD the TD Ameritrade. Uh, Amer- yeah, the their arena calling him a coward, right? And I thought that was. I think coward is a really, really tough word to call another man. I don't think Kyrie is a coward at all. But this is kind of going into the conversation that you and I had last week. Our first T-shirt that we dropped was called Mood Swings. Okay, It was very well documented that Kyrie has mood swings, right? That's why we made the T-shirt. It's, it's Kyrie on a swing set by himself. People love the T. We love the T. It's still available if you guys want it. Hit us up. They're going to be on our site next week. But our girl, Lee Murray, hit me up and was just saying that because I was like, hey, you're going to hit up. Uh, you're going to grab yourself a uh, a mood swings tea. And she's like, nah, I can't do that. That shit's too polarizing. You guys are making fun of mel- mental health. And that is the last thing that we are doing. OK, I don't believe and you don't believe that Kyrie has a mental health issue. We made the shirt for the simple reason that. It's a real thing. His players talk about him. He he. One day he's you know the nicest dude in the world. And the next day he pretends like he doesn't know you. This is very well documented. What I'll say is that I I don't know for a fact whether or not he has some sort of mental health issue. But at the moment he has not said anything about mental health as far as like he did he's on concerned. that on that rant he, on one on one post he, he brought up he said the, the after term, that game he said the term mental health he hadn't actually he didn't have any kind of relation to it himself there was no my mental health right. state or how i am right. feeling it was third party it was third person like the the general mental health idea so for for me to sit here and say that he has a mental health problem is incorrect because as far as i know he has not been diagnosed maybe he has been and he's been keeping it to himself uh but i'm not going to sit here and say that he doesn't i think that there's a there's a chance that he does have some sort of mental health problem however until he goes and, and seeks the treatment and gets the help we're not going to know that, and people are just going to refer to it as musings like we do. Because right. right now, the way that it stands, he's just a moody individual that goes from hot to cold. We call him Kanye Irving for a reason. Yeah, nobody got on me for calling him Kanye Irving. You guys got you guys got the reference. You know, um, I, I I think his his rant, his Instagram rant after the game was something so not like him either. He felt that the need to defend himself so much. Yeah. And, and I, I know it's got to hurt, dude. It's yeah. got to hurt when you have a poster of being a coward outside. Right. I get that. And I, I, I just don't think he needed to do all of that, dude. And I think it's kind of classic Kyrie behavior, to be quite honest. Like, it, he, he, he thinks that he's a really smart guy. I'm not, I'm not the one that necessarily believes that he's super smart. But I'm, he's certainly smart enough to get his point across. Uh, and in that post, he talked about a lot of things, you know, it's a, it's a long post, uh, but he talked about a lot of things. And I think a lot of what he was doing was deflecting, you know, a lot of the heat that he was getting. Right. So was, and what he did in Boston, he so dogged over Boston. I, I, I mean, I don't know how injured he is or what the injury even is. It's shoulder. kept him out for a long time, shoulder related, but I don't know what, like what actually is wrong with his shoulder. He's not traveling with the team. Right. He didn't even show up to the game to Boston, and which is weird too. So all of that stuff, like how did he? How did he know? How did he not expect the 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 constant media attention around him 
that this wouldn't be an, a thing. Like he should have known <laughs> that him not going to the game was going to garnish some sort of reaction, especially from a Boston crowd that was really excited to see them see him lose and mm-hmm. see him not do well. Mm-hmm. And it would have been a great opportunity for him to shut them the fuck up. Right. And come out and, and, and ball. ball out. Yeah. Because Anthony Davis went back to New Orleans and that he took it like a champ. That same night. That like same night. Mm-hmm. He was not feeling well. He he, he could, have, could have very easily not played that night. He's been dealing with a, a, like an illness. And very easily could mm-hmm. have not played at the Pelicans. But he, he played and dropped 40. Mm-hmm. And they were booing him the whole time. The whole Every night. time he touched the ball. And he wanted to score But he 40. knows that's a part of the this part of, the game, a part of what this is. Not man. everybody's going to like you. So, and this isn't a dig on Kyrie. We've spoke, Kyrie is a generational player. Probably the, one of the best point guards I've ever seen in my life. I get it. But let's just be – let's call a spade a spade, dude. He's weird. Okay? The flat earth shit. The, 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 the mood swings. All this yeah. stuff that's happening. And I think the, the point that's important is that, like, if it comes out in turn, mm-hmm. you know, let's just say next month he goes to a psychiatrist and they go, yo, you're legit bipolar. We'll be the first ones to be like, well, shit, that explains a lot. Right. And we will, we'll, you know, mood swings will be no longer. And you just buy it on the black market if you need it. Yeah. <laughs> just, no, but like for real, like right. that, it, it, we're not out here trying to, um, you know, uh, commoditize somebody's illness. Right. And that's not what we're doing, and I think that's an important distinction, simply because someone is is weird. Right. It's a funny. It's a funny concept, and it's a funny shirt. Mm-hmm. And I think we. I, I don't even know like that we need to defend it. I think it's. I, I think know, it's but great. I wanted to because Lily. I respect her too, and she had a very valid point. I just think she took it to the next level. So me being a smartass about it, like our second shirt that we just dropped, Hair Jordan, which is our Caruso play on the Jordan Wings poster, which is a dope shirt you can get. Hit us up. No, you know, it'll be on the site next week. But like I even said, so do is it okay if I do hair Jordan, even though he's balding? It's a physical, uh, you know, it's a physical problem that he has. It is. is am I making fun? Are we bullying? No, nah, dude. Everybody knows hair Jordan is funny. He doesn't have a lot of hair. He also, I'm, okay? He's well aware at this point yes. that he doesn't have a lot of hair. Yeah, so is this us bullying or us just making Ma- cool shit? You know what? Maybe cool it is. Shit. Maybe it is. Well, we're not bullying. <laughs> you know, you got, both of you make way more money than me and Drew do. That's so like, funny, we, we would much. I'd rather be bald and rich than fucking, you know I, what I mean? I'm I'm about hopefully 10 years away from <laughs> Here that. Here we go, Drew. Bald Drew, and rich, 10 years. That'll, Drew, be, that'll be the shirt that we make 10 years Drew, from now. Drew's hair, Jordan. For me. 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> Drew's going to be in a ponytail soon. Uh, I want to take a quick hit really quick, though. Uh, clips, quick quick hit. Okay. Uh, Markel Fultz. Okay? Yeah, man. Balling. Not balling, but we're 12, no, but 12 and 3. He looks like... He's playing. Yeah, he's playing really <laughs> he's well. He's actually playing. Yeah. And it's just so funny how we spend all last season just talking about how, you know, his issues and his problems and how he's going to be a bust. And now the kid's doing really good and don't nobody want to talk about him. You know, we got to give some props. Orlando sucks, dude. They're a really bad, really bad team. They made the playoffs last year. I know. Well, last year. Yeah. And they, you know, maybe maybe they'll turn it on this year again. The season is still. Vucevic so, has been injured for the last on the bench. Uh, three, four weeks. I have He's him on my bench. Their best player. Aaron yeah. Gordon isn't even their best player. No, Vooch is their best player. Yeah, I think Aaron Gordon is capped. Like capped. Like I don't think he's going to get much better. Like, yeah, he might have hit his ceiling. I mean, the three po- the three ball is is everything for him. That, you know, right. and, and it took Blake Griffin a lot of years to get that. So Aaron Gordon's a similar guy. Maybe it'll take him as long to to get it down. But the sooner he gets it, the better that he'll be. 
but it, it seems like he has reached a ceiling at I this point. I think he's a ceiling. Yeah. It's kind of like I compare him and like Zach Levine, and I don't need to mean to be like team light skin or whatever, but like Zach Levine has a much higher ceiling. You know, I just, he, I don't think he knows. Zach Levine how, can shoot. Jack, that he can. He can but shoot. He threes. also works on it a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm I don't know, sure. but I wanted to give Markel his props. Dude, dude. Yeah. Big shout out. Big shout out. Like that's, that's exactly what we wanted to see him do in Philly. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, Whoever decided that it was important for him to f- figure out, uh, you know, I, again, I, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of mystery around like what actually was wrong with him during his time in Philadelphia, and then the and how fast they got rid of him of Orlando, like <laughs> all of that shit happened so fast. Right. Uh, and he was the number. He's twenty. He was born in 1998, Drew. I know. <laughs> he's and and this is so like the thing. All that we were trying to say throughout this is like if he's physically able to play, just let him play. Yeah. Let him play, and 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 I think my whole thing was like shoot the ball, miss miss ten shots in one game, go over ten, because it doesn't fucking matter. Just and then there's another game. Like it, you just you need him to shoot, you need him to play, you need him to run. And and I he's very good. He's super long. Mm-hmm. He's real athletic. Mm-hmm. He's a he's pretty good on defense because of his length. I mean, and he's you not got nothing to lose defender. in Orlando, dude. But there's... bro, let the dude play. Mm-hmm. He's a number one overall draft pick. His high school or his his Washington highlights are insane. You, the kid can play. Mm-hmm. He's just got to get it out of his system. So I'm glad to see him actually, you know, playing 19 minutes and, and doing things on the court. You got anything to say about your Lakers besides Rondo checking out the Lucas snack? You know, I think I think we're looking real good. Uh, we had a little slip up. Uh, Doncic went off, and I think that's fine. Like we we lost the game, and and we're gonna we're gonna, gonna lose, lose games. games. We're gonna lose games. I I could not be happier with the start to the season for us. Um, I think Vogel's doing well right now, which I'm really excited about. It seems like from everything that I can see and, and, and things that I'm hearing, there's no issues with Vogel and, and LeBron. So they, at least for the moment, things are going winning, well. Winning, winning, is, winning never, is always right. good. Winning. Well, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I also, I, what I've noticed is that Jason Kidd is, is kind of has a more defined role. It seems like he's more comfortable in whatever role, like maybe they had a conversation because Kidd doesn't pop up anymore on the mm-hmm. sideline and start yelling at players. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's timeout or something specific, you know, at a free throw line or something. Uh, just in general, top to bottom, everyone's playing well. Kuzma looks great. I think he could be better though. He, he's gonna he's gonna get yeah, better. He's, he's I mean better. he's injury foot injury and then he got poked in the eye like mm-hmm. which is that was a gnarly poke in the eye injury like that's that I don't know if that you, shit scares me, dude. I've had that happen to me a couple different mm-hmm. times and it's it sucks. Especially I mean you have two eyes, you need both of them to see the rim and like shoot normally. And remember Harden last year with that? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Harden had the crazy thing happen to his eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so just in general, I, I'm 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 really excited. Obviously, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Is, this is special. This is what I was hoping to see. They're doing it actively. Occasionally, there's times when when. We do stupid turnovers. We have lapses in defense, but any team is going to go through that. I couldn't be happier with where we're standing right now, and, and generally our outlook for the rest of the year. I'm, I'm stoked on it. We have to be really confident uh, with the where we stand throughout the league, and, and our chances of making the finals seem pretty pretty solid right now. The finals? Yeah, that's the goal for us. We want well, to make the obviously. finals. But I'm just saying, like you know, last year this time there was still a lot of questions, and hmm. Lakers were playing really well going into Christmas. I think we were in like three or four seed. Uh, we weren't playing this well, and obviously the team was a lot different. But during the course of that whole run last year, I was like, all right, our ceiling's probably second round of the playoffs. I, I'm looking at our ceiling this year, you know, with a lot of respect and, and to all the other teams that are out there, I feel like the finals is something that we can actually achieve this year. If healthy. Yeah. I just, I, I you know, as much as I love LeBron and I, Anthony Davis is just, 
definitely making a case for defensive player of the year 100%. Like I don't think there's anybody that can he's, stop him. He's a the monster. only guy honestly dude, the only guy that had like success against him was Juan Trez. Yeah, that was literally the only say that. Well, I'm going to say that because <laughs> that's it's facts. It it's facts. He's the only guy being undersized um like Jokic looked like he didn't like last night. Put put it this way, the 10 game winning streak that you guys had, uh-huh. you know, if you take a look at the schedule, yes, it looks quote unquote easy. It was an easy schedule. Those are games that you should have won. Um the the Denver game was the game I was looking at to see like, all right, now they're they're playing a good team. Um, and you guys won. We looked good in that game. You did. And, and we were tired in that game. The, it was back-to-back. The elevation definitely got to a lot of guys. I'm pretty sure somebody airballed a free throw, or maybe it was. Yeah, it might have been Dwight. Well, you can't account that for yeah. being tired necessarily. Yeah. But anyway, they, they, I could tell in the fourth quarter guys were getting winded, and we still pulled that out. That was a big win for us. I mean, are you not going to ask about my Clippers? Am I do I is this am I just going to ask about the Lakers? You don't I thought say you had clips? some. I thought you had something to go on Trez. Well, you know, I bro, you, you gonna, can ask me a question once I in a while. I literally thought you were going to keep going on Trez. Well, I Trez thought, is playing his ass off, dude. That's what I thought you were heading playing down. his ass off, and you know I'm concerned about next year. You know, because we're going to have to pay him, and I don't know if if, if is he a free agent next year? Next year he's a re- he's a free agent. Um, and do we want to put ninety? I don't know what his going rate's going to be. He's going to get a lot of offers. Yeah, but. Th- this is my. I love Montrez. He fits perfectly with us. I think we're gonna do whatever we can to keep him. I just don't know where if he goes for ninety or or you know. I don't think it's. I don't think we should do that. Somebody might pay him. 90. No, they will. Somebody my might. thing is six seven undersized center, right? Yeah. Not a great. Not a great shooter, but he's getting better every single game. This right hook that he has. His stats are crazy. His stats are crazy because he plays his ass off. Yeah. And he loves playing with Lou. I love where our team's at right now. You know, the simple fact that Paul George and Kawhi, they haven't practiced. Zero. There's been zero practices with this squad. All it is is on-court chemistry. Um, We have lapses here and there. But, again, just how amazing Paul George is. And this guy can literally do it all. And do it all very, very well. Yep. you know, Magruder's out, and I really like him. Shamit's out. But we have guys that can step in and play that role really well. The kids, Jerome Robinson's getting some burn. Terrence Mann's getting a lot of burn. And these are guys that they really like. I think if Sham – Sham's going to be out for a minute. I think Jerome Robinson and Terrence Mann are going to get a lot of What's minutes. wrong with Sham? Sham – Ankle? Uh, yeah, ankle? a bad one. Yeah. yeah, a high ankle sprain. Got it. But he might lose his role in the starting lineup. It's happening. It, it could. Yeah. What I'm saying is a lot of – Teams don't have the, the 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 opportunity to have players step in that can fill those gaps. Jermichael Green got hurt. Well, we got Patrick Patterson, literally the same player. You know what I mean? Jerome Robinson, Magruder, uh, Harkless, Terrence Mann. Those are all the same players. I, I like the fact that these kids are getting burned right now. The key is going to be Friday. Friday we play the Bucks in Milwaukee. This is going to be a test game for us. Yeah. Like um, – I think it's our first like test game as far the games that we've lost should, we shouldn't have lost. It was, and both both Paul George and Kawhi should be good for that one, right? I, I, the, there's three days off. We we played last night. Today's Wednesday. We don't play till Friday. There's no reason for them not to be playing unless something happens in practice. Kawhi didn't play against Giannis in the first week of the the season. I, this is a gauging game for us to see where we're at. I think and I for them and for Milwaukee. Yeah, because they're the hottest team in the NBA. And this, these are the games. And again, like I don't care about the Western conference player of the week. I literally don't care about power rankings at all because, but I think that's the game where if Clippers beat Milwaukee on Friday, we'll go to the number one 
power rankings, but I don't care about that. It's more of like, I want to see how we can match up because this is a potential NBA Finals matchup. Yep. And Giannis, I don't think – I think Trez is too small. I think Zubak is too Kawhi slow. Kawhi did a good job against him Kawhi, last year. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see where that's at. That, I mean, that was the matchup that, that mm-hmm. we we had that last year. And but it was Kawhi, defense too. It was a team defense. They did on like Giannis. a box and one. Yes. It was insane. Like yes. what well, the way, and that's the best way to play him. Obviously, mm-hmm. they got they got the wins. I'm definitely excited to see that game uh, on Friday. To me, I'm not scared of the Bucks. I'm not either. You know, like as as good as they are right yeah. now, and and as well as they're doing the East, like. The more and more I pick apart the East, I'm really not scared of a lot of teams. I'm not scared of like, Philly either. I, I, Philly, Philly has me a little They're nervous. Scarier. They're scarier. Yeah, they have me a little nervous because of the defense that they can throw right. out there. I don't think Milwaukee is like that much of a lockdown. And honestly, like outside of Giannis, like who's shooting the rock? When, Middleton? When, when there's nine seconds on the clock yeah. and Giannis has the ball, like yeah. you know what's going to go down. Shoot the. Let him shoot it. Yeah, yeah. Or he's, he's going to try and get to the ramp. Yeah. And if you if you help, he's going to pass to somebody, mm-hmm. and maybe they hit that shot. Please pass it to Bledsoe. That's the thing is like Please. you you really just have to worry about mm-hmm. Giannis on the drive and don't leave uh, Middleton, mm-hmm. who's been injured for three weeks and they've still been on this run. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's kind of an easier formula to handle than having him beat in the post or and you know the rest of those guys that are out there Horford and I Philly makes me still more nervous yes. than than and Toronto makes me a little nervous even more so than Milwaukee because they just won the fucking title last year right. and Siakam is playing unbelievable he's so. killing I yeah I'm not I think this is a great game and I think we're going to see I'm really hoping that both Paul George and Kawhi oh, they're play, gonna play. I want to see that I want to see the, they're like, the five on five I, I've been asked to live stream me watching that game and I don't know if I'm going to do that yet because, as as I told you earlier, my neighbors, my new neighbors, are a little upset with me, and I had to check them last night. Yeah, you know, everybody in in my community knows exactly how we roll in this household, and I am a little loud. Yes, you've, you've watched some games with me. Yep, there are some curse well, words. Fair that to are, say, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fucking loud. So I, I might live stream the game. I'm thinking about it. Um, check this out, guys. Mood swings. Tea is out. It'll be on our website next week, but if you want one, hit us up. 27 bucks plus shipping. We'll ship it to you. We got stickers. We also have our Hair Jordan, our Caruso tee, which is just epic, dude. If you haven't seen it, check out check it out on our on our Instagram page at Clips and Drew. Pick one up. These are exclusive. These are made by the dope artist uh the Retro Kings, my boy Nez, who's working with us and will be working with us exclusively making dope shit so pick one up support your boys listen to our load management podcast which we drop uh we record on saturdays it's out on sundays it's only available on patreon uh we want to get our membership up and we have a some really cool things that we do on that show and we want you guys to be a part of it uh again continue supporting uh episode 104 drew we're gonna take them out with my boy eight ball you know i love eight ball dude song's called thorn turn this shit up bang it listen to what my boy eight ball says the fat mac memphis tennessee stand up it's the follow through with clips and drew drew go
about to listen The world fucking with me Trying to stop my ambitions And niggas talking about me I know they hoping and wishing That I'm gonna give it up or quit But I say fuck all these bitches Niggas talk too much Let me tell you this If you ain't seen where I've been You can't tell me shit Spirits walking with me I close my eyes and follow I live for today I might not see tomorrow I heard it all before All the lies and excuses Don't wanna see no more Stupid shit I throw deuces Life to the things that we think about Life is hell, we go to heaven, fuck, we make it out 